0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Documentation Not Included. I have a bright glare on my glasses, so I do apologize. <laughs> but it is Thursday, 7 p.m. British, as we declared last week, summertime, Oof, although it doesn't always feel that way, and we're live here on twitch.tv slash Stream. Rock on. It is time for episode 11.0, Freelance Fun, a primer, and I'm Josie. I'm joined by, I'm not going to say awesome and wonderful co host. I am going to say the co host with the mostest.
1: Co hostess with the mostest. That's. Sure, if you wish to be a hostess, I'm perfectly fine
0: fine calling you a hostess. You can tell he wrote the script
1: this week, can't
0: you? Uh huh. That's me. (laughs) But yes, I am joined by my favorite bearded companion when it comes to these podcasts, Chris. And again, he has pronounced it. Seabach. Oh,
1: lovely wonderful wonderfully phonetically correct excellent um so yes indeed you are josie thank you very much uh, hello and hello to everybody in twitch chat we've already got a little bit of chat going on please do get involved with the show as we are streaming live your comments are always welcome and if you're lucky we will read one or two of them out unfortunately or fortunately depending on how you look at it um we have no guest today nobody wants to be our friend and we are, we're, so we're going to be focused on what Josie and I know best, which is freelancing, self-employment, contracting, whatever you want to call it, basically working on your own.
0: Yes. However, before we get that going, it is icebreaker time, as always. This is a question we ask before every show. That is usually has nothing to do with the subject matter or even sometimes development. Um, It's just to ease things up, let you guys know us a little better. And uh, obviously, neither of us need an excuse to chat, although sometimes it helps. But this week, I'm not doing the icebreaker. Chris basically contacted me and he's like, please, please, Josie please let me do the icebreaker this week. Don't do and it. I hummed and I hawed.
1: Don't big big it up. It's just a, I just thought I'll change it up and I'll do it for once. My, anyway, my icebreaker is yes. what would you do with a million pounds?
0: I know the answer to this already.
1: Hopefully. Most it, people have like, thought about it.
0: Well, it's, it's a kind of sort of like what would you do? For a Klondike bar kind of thing, very old school U.S. thing. For me, it's pretty simple. Mortgage will be completely paid off. Any like loans, credit cards, things that I have or my family has would be paid off. And I'm not when I say mortgage, I don't mean just mine. I mean my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my um, sister, my younger sister. Like I would hit the family and I would just get all of the mortgages paid off. If I was lucky enough to have money after that, you know, I would make certain debts recovered. I would then stop and ask, what is it you really wanna do with your life? Do you need to go back to school to learn it? Or do you want to do a trade? Do you need an apprenticeship? And then I would actually go out and get people to do, like pull together apprenticeships or help people get on to paths where they're happy and they actually wanna wake up in the
1: morning. So you create a business that would help people get on the right path?
0: I wouldn't even create a business. I would almost turn it into grants. I mean, obviously okay. while I'm trying to decide how I wanna do this, this is money sitting inside a bank account earning gratuitous interest, mm-hmm. which will allow me to then invest it in further projects that I would have. My, I have a dream, Chris. I've had a dream since I was like 16 where I could get all of my friends together on one island in our own sort of like rule of law and all the stuff that goes with it and just let people do what they want to do what is it that gets them out of bed in the morning i I hear so many of my friends frustrated with their work i hear so many friends sad because they have a a student debt they have to pay one of my friends just recently paid off her student debt and i spoke to her two months after it finished and she said i don't have to pay the student loan anymore but i still don't have money Mm. to cover gas because price rates and all the other stuff. Well, the uh,
1: student loans you don't know about the money though really because it comes out of your wages, doesn't it? It's different in, England, in the United it States. Ah, yeah. It's
0: very different in the United States. I mean, there's a guy, did you see this? Uh it's a, went viral on YouTube. A guy gave a commencement ceremony and in that ceremony speech he said everybody here who's graduating this year, this is my year. All of your student loans are going to be paid by me. Okay, this guy, he's a professional. In fact, interestingly enough, he apparently is on the board where my husband works. But this guy went viral with this. He said, I challenge all of you other people out there, you successful people with the money, what which class is yours, this is my class. And I want to be able to do things like that for people. But in the United States, it's a nightmare. Hmm. It is it is it's, yeah, Anyway, but yes, what would you do with a million?
1: That's just, just I was really enjoying listening to what you were doing. But you can tell that we're, but with what I'm going to say as well, you can tell that we're over 30, can't you? Pay off the mortgage, pay off all the debts. Pay, <laughs> yeah. I, yep. would, I wouldn't pay my mortgage off. I wouldn't. I've been told by my financial advisor, do not pay your mortgage off um, specifically. Mm. I mean, that's because I don't have a million pounds probably, but it's, you know. The- anyway, I would buy a big house in the countryside and I would... Retire to it. Simple as that. No, no, none of this altruism. None of this giving giving money away or, or helping other people. Just disappear. And I would go and spend time with nature, and spend time with. I love. I mean, I love my computers. Don't get me wrong. I love my tech and I love my things. But I'm not a particularly materialistic person. If you know what I mean. I like. Mm. I'd prefer. I'd much prefer being up a mountain. Not Everest, especially not with all the recent uh, <laughs> the recent oh, headlines. Um, yeah. But I like going out and doing things. You know, I'd buy a, a little home, uh, what do they call them, farms, a little small holding, a little small holding or something, and and look after animals and, and just be be with nature.
0: Are you the kind of person who would run around dressed in trees or would you actually, like, have Amazon deliver to you Dressed clothing?
1: in trees?
0: Yeah, like, would you be like Tarzan? Like, oh, you right, you, I you see what never, you mean. You a are you more of a and, naturalist?
1: And, right. um, I, well... Yes and no. I, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not because you can't really be this day and age. But I, I do, I do prefer not, not, not having too many uh, clothes on. Put it that way. But, <laughs> but you know, no.
0: and this, this actually segues brilliantly into our show about <laughs> working from home. <laughs> <Nah>. Well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Anyway, so but yeah, I would, I would probably. Make, I'd, I'd love to live off the land. I was when I was a kid, my dad used to take me um, camping everywhere, mm. um, and proper rough camping. You know, we'd would, I say proper rough. We'd have a boat and we'd go out and we'd fish and we'd get lobsters and we'd get uh, fish and uh, crabs and eels and things like that. And that's what we'd live off. Um, and then we'd we'd gather firewood from the shore. Um, to to make the fire, so we everything would be as, as self sufficient as we could. Basically, because my dad's like step toe, and he is extremely cheap and and doesn't like spending any money on anything. But I learned a lot doing that, and I really appreciate nature for that. The problem is, is my life is now half my wife's life, and my wife isn't a particularly outdoorsy person. <laughs> so, um, I'm, um, I'm, yeah. See,
0: having lived in the UK now for as long as I have, I want to take the Yorkshireman route and be like, you had a boat. I didn't have a boat when I went out to nature. I had to walk through mud. At like I, I used to love camping. Oh my god, I love. I camp.
1: used to. I don't like it that much these days. I I I haven't
0: done it in a while. But I I
1: enjoy the survival aspect, if you know what I mean. That's what I play, computer games. I play survival games because I kind of really want to be in that situation. Kind of. Do me a
0: favor. When the zombie apocalypse happens, make certain you make your way up to me, or actually sort of over to me, and pick me up. (laughs) I've already got a lot of
1: people I'm picking up on the way. So we'll all... Imagine the more people you've got, the less chance of survival you've got as well, you see
0: oh oh, anyway let's Ah, move on on.
1: (laughs) so on to this week's subject uh, freelancing fun as regular listeners will know we both josie and i are freelancers i'm a contractor i do more contract and consultancy work josie does more kind of service-based i mean i'll let josie explain what she does a bit better but more service-based stuff um freelancing more than anything um and we we do cover a lot of of different disciplines and different ways of working as well. Contracting and freelancing isn't just about working on your own; it's about working with your clients and retaining clients, and and that's where we specialize. And every single podcast that we've done, we end up getting told off by people who are usually permanent members of staff because they don't—they're not in our world at all. They don't understand that we're we are. Ho- so we thought we'd do an actual an actual episode, an entire. A series of episodes, in fact, about it. We put together a document last night, didn't we, Josie? <laughs> today, actually, it was earlier on today.
0: <laughs> it was this morning. It, it was like, was, yeah, it, uh, it's like seven a.m. Yeah, this morning. Yeah, something
1: ridiculous. Anyway, and, and oh. I don't know why we just we created the documents we do normally for the show, and we just started rolling. And honestly, this is like two pages long now of bullet points about things that we can talk about and things we can go into real depth about. And we could probably get guests on to talk about things in more specific detail as well.
0: Yep.
1: Um, so I've went off script quite a bit there, but it's, this you is have. the thing.
0: <laughs> I, I, this, we, we knew that this was going to happen yeah. because you know Chris and I we like to talk and I mean is that obvious Please let me know if that's obvious. Um, <laughs> Ethical, Cole, however, points out, um, while you're on this topic, kind of related, kind of not, do you feel that having to take exams to prove your knowledge is viable these days with the power of the internet and the ability to obtain information? I'm going to answer that in just one second. I'm going to finish our script and actually get to the point where we can get into a conversation because we're trying to be professional. Maybe we'll have sponsors, but right now we've lost all our sponsors that we had. Anyway, version 11 of documentation not included is going to focus on what providing a personal service and being self-employed in the IT world is all about. However, I will state a lot of the things we're going to talk about are actually going to cover all kinds of self-employment.
1: Running a business, yeah in
0: some thing. cases but we'll also because we're tech gonna be tech related as well and we have a hell of a lot of topics to cover so we're going to try to summarize them give you a preview of what's coming up answer questions that you guys have for us um obviously we're going to have to talk about the castle de dev and the moat that you have chris apparently according to ethical i want a moat I, I want a moat and i want dragons in the moat i also want capybaras because i in my brain i can picture capybaras dressed in like night outfits riding dragons off to do battle don't ask
1: a small holding with just capybaras i'd be very happy with oh, there you go that's my million pounds. i love
0: capybaras I love, them.
1: I love well we've got guinea pigs haven't we so they're the bigger you, you cousins do.
0: you <clears> do <throat> but yes to answer your question ethical i'm going to let chris tackle this one first so do you feel that having to take exams to prove your knowledge is viable these days with the power of the internet and the ability to obtain information
1: for me absolutely not I have I don't even have an, I don't even have an A level I have managed to be fairly successful translate
0: that to UK so, or
1: to US uh, A level is high school diploma is that a A level
0: Maybe. I guess it's roughly like that. Yeah,
1: I mean it's not quite the same. What we, we get right. A levels at college, whereas you call college what we call university. Whereas w- that's where we get degrees.
0: It's really- how old? But did either way, you it's an um,
1: sixteen, seventeen. No, yeah, probably about that. I, I, it's that long no, ago. I can't remember. About what
0: we call our junior, senior years of high school.
1: Okay, so I, I, w- what happened with my, my life? I didn't actually, um, I didn't actually. Get any A levels. I've, I studied them. I studied, uh, I failed maths and physics miserably because I just didn't apply myself whatsoever. And I ended up taking AS level geography and AS level theology. Don't know why. Theology was the most interesting subject I've ever taken. I, I, I loved it. I, I'm not a religious person, but it was extremely interesting learning about lots and lots of different religions. But anyway, beside the point, mm-hmm. um, I don't feel like I have to keep up to date because technology moves so quickly there's new technology out every single day every single week there's a new stack that I need to learn just this week alone I've learned so much about the job I'm doing at the moment I've managed to land a solution architect role recently just from having a little bit of charisma in an interview, just by being honest and open with people and saying that I am a developer, I come from a development background, I implement software systems, but I also design software systems. And I just happened to be the right person they were looking for at the time. You know, I I, I don't lie in interviews, I tell people what I can and can't do. Um, But that sometimes gets you somewhere and other times it doesn't. Yeah, and get that's shot in
0: the butt. Yeah. yeah
1: a lot of the time because the people people are looking for you to give stock answers academic answers sometimes i've had people who who've wanted very specific knowledge from a very specific degree before and i said look i haven't been to university and they look at me like i'm mad but that doesn't happen very often i don't put much stock actually in in official learning academic learning personally i'm not saying it's not good and I'm not saying it doesn't get people to where they want to get to. But for me, it's never, ever been useful.
0: Well, see, I, I take this back a little bit because what you're talking about is more or less uh, applied learning education with the things you get from university, et cetera. In my case, I know for a fact, and this is where I have to big up Athercol. Athercol recently passed an exam that he'd studied hard for. for, I believe it was a certification of some kind. So in the case of should you have to take exams to prove your knowledge about a topic? So for example, if you want to get yourself involved in the AWS world and you want to become knowledgeable, there are so many certifications and exams in the AWS world that it is enough to make someone go mad. The scary part is part of that exam is how do you market to people the products of Amazon? Because good old AWS. However, Here's the thing for me. I had I took a lot of exams. I was MCP, I had a mouse, I got a mouse because I just thought the name was cute and I was <laughs> bored. So I got muscle for mouse, you know, A plus Net Plus, you know, like all of the things that go with it. I even looked at going after my CISSP um, and some of the other things and like this anything involving security, I was like, oh, I need to get involved and get all of the certification. Like I think, in a way, there is a time and a place for it, but I have, I have a torn feeling on it. There are a lot of paper warriors in this world.
1: Yes, and there's also and- a lot of con jobs out there as well in terms of education. Uh, not necessarily official education like university and college. I'm talking about courses.
0: Oh my God, El Gordino, Gordon has said exactly what I was going to say. Certs can be good for building your own confidence. And to me, that's the case. Every single certification that I have ever seen is designed by a very specific body with a very specific intent, and it is designed to be tested a very specific way. And if you can learn just like in pub quizzes or in, you know, all the different quizzes that you see on television, if you can learn the format and you can learn the methodology behind how things work, you know, the lists to study, that does not mean you understand a damn thing that you have just tested and passed for. And that is what I think gets to me. I, I worked with somebody who had their A plus plus. I say had, because to me, all they did was cram test and pass. But when presented with a situation where we had to fix a actual hard drive and a PC, and they did not know how to take apart a PC, I was livid. We have paper warriors and we have practical warriors. To me, practical Mm -hmm. warriors are people who dig in and get going.
1: There's nothing wrong with a combination of both. I think that official piece of paper is what society deems is necessary in certain circumstances. Now if you're a doctor or, or a um, medical like professional doctor, Sorry?
0: I think I think in the IT world uh, HR people tend to use it as a cop-out to try to, like, yeah. oh, you don't have this particular certification for Cisco, and we need people for Cisco. And you're something going, but I have worked on Cisco products since I was <clears throat> on my father's knee. Mm. You know, like, it's, it's
1: like... No. Our community have done a great job of diverting us today from the actual topic that we're supposed to be talking about. And you, of all people, Josie, are not stopping us and not cracking the whip. So can we can we at least um, cover that? Because there's a great conversation going on in chat, but we can't... There really is. We really do have a topic to cover today because this this is specifically about trying to be about freelance. Now, this is relevant. This is one of the things that we can definitely cover. And I think maybe that could even be a first... A first episode that we'll do um talking about
0: well, we, yeah we do talk about self-assessment we ha- in our in our list we actually include things like self-assessment certifications training like we include that in this gigantic gorgeous list so why don't you start
1: so yeah i mean what we're going to try and do here is we're going to cover i mean, should we just read out some of the things that we've we've written down yes we're gonna we're gonna cover things like working at home pros and cons of working at home what i mean not all the time for example i sometimes work in an office but i prefer to work at home but it's different for everybody some everybody's got a story about that that person who works at home works at home in inverted commas commas that doesn't doesn't actually do any work you know whereas as a self-employed person you have to do that you have to make sure that you set time aside people overwork at home like Josie sometimes for example um I tend to have quite a good schedule these days and I, although I might not do a seven hour block at once I you know then do budget your time yeah well. I, I mean I, I this morning for example I did half six till nine o'clock and then I had an hour off because I needed to go to the doctors for something and you know and then I worked but I, I make sure I've got a I've got a strict stri- I I block my time out, and make sure that mm-hmm. I log it all internally for my own use, not not um, client timesheets. And then make sure that I do the right hours for the day. Other things that we want to cover.
0: Yeah, some of the other things that we're going to be covering are things that are going to be somewhat specific to the UK, like the I-35 fiasco. There is, Chris has, so, oh boy, this is a bee bonnet topic for him. But I'm going to just mention that's a thing. Yep. It'll make sense to people when we get into it. But then we'll also be looking at things like contracts.
1: How to write a contract.
0: How to write a contract. Like how to do contracts. Should a contract involve certain things? Should it not? Now, granted, anytime you get involved with contracts, number one rule, get a bloody lawyer involved. And one who actually specializes in it.
1: Now, I, I've, got, I've got other opinions on that. We'll Excellent. get into that.
0: Well, well you, you can already see that Chris yeah. and I are gearing up for arguing about freelancing. It's going to be great. Healthy debate.
1: Not arguing. <laughs> healthy
0: debate. Okay. we will. <laughs> um, Harvard calls it a progressive conflict, I believe, or something like that. Uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. But yes, we'll look at things like the differences between doing hourly and retainership about how to ensure that your contracts include the right milestones and everything else that goes how to
1: put a maintenance contract together um how to Mm. work to a statement of work for example And how to make sure that your clients are happy with what you've got again lots of clients that i work with they couldn't care less about a statement of work and they're quite happy to pay me for for months on end uh, on a daily rate you know on
0: retainer I I love retainers. Whereas I haven't got a single client who works
1: on retainer. uh, And I keep trying to get them to give me a retainer, but none of them are that interested. It's it's,
0: because you're not doing the type of work that I do.
1: That's the thing. And these these are the subjects. These are the things we want to get into. These are
0: the things we will rip apart. Next.
1: Um, So, yes, accounting as well. Now, this is the boring stuff, but this is the stuff that can apply to more than just freelancing in the IT industry. Now, accounting, to me... A lot of people don't prioritize it because they've got too much work to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got, unfortunately, administration, the administrative side of a business is, early on, Mm -hmm. quite a burden. Now, I've got to a point now, I I actually employ my wife to do a lot of my day-to-day admin invoicing, filling in timesheets, you know, the kind of stuff that, that kind of distracts me from the work I do. However, I've got to a point now in my career, I don't actually need my wife that much to do to do that much if you know what i mean she i actually give her plenty of other tasks to do as well just to kind of make sure that i'm not getting waylaid with things but th- th- there isn't that much because i'm so far into my business you know but there's so much yeah. in accounting you know there's things like how you know how to make sure that you stay legitimate make sure you're not missing things how to do expenses how to file returns
0: oh we forgot something on our list how to find oh my a gosh.
1: good accountant
0: not just, well, not just, oh, my God, don't even get me started on accountancy stories, but how do you chase the person who's not paying you?
1: Yes, add it all to right, the list. Let
0: me, let me add this to the list. <laughs> um,
1: and, and all kinds of other financials as well, not just the accounting side of things, the administrative side of things, but also how to do things like how to set your rate with your clients, how to Mm. charge your clients. Because some people don't necessarily... I I work on day rates a lot of the time, but I've also worked on things like milestone payments based on a statement of work. So I've set up a a list of things. I've agreed a list of requirements with a client. I've agreed what I'm going to deliver by what dates, uh, under what circumstances. And then I've received maybe a, a minimal day rate until I've actually delivered, and then I get a bulk payment at the end. And that usually works out better in the long Mm. run, because I usually, I say usually, I have never not delivered. So I I get, I actually, because of this payment at the end, there's usually more than a normal day rate in that because they give you an additional bonus for that, you know? Yeah, Um,
0: and that's a thing, bonuses is a thing that can actually be, there's there's a whole bunch behind the financial side. Now, obviously, the moment you start getting into financials, we kind of mentioned a little bit, we're gonna dig a little bit deeper into legals. So. What the hell is GDPR, and does it really impact me? You know, how do you handle security? I am actually insured. My company is insured for things that can happen on the web.
1: I legally is, have to be insured for the people I that, I for. It, that I work for. I have to be insured.
0: That's the thing. I I have to have my proof of insurance, and it's got to be part of that. And then things like NDAs, like say a client reaches out to you and starts kind of spewing information and then you're like, cool, let's work together. And they're like, yeah, by the way, you need to sign an NDA or like, like there's so many things behind that. Um, For example, like one of the things Chris does is when he approaches a new client is he doesn't sit there and go, you're here to interview me. He goes, I have a portfolio. Allow me to share with you what it is I have accomplished, the projects that I have done. However, I don't think he actually turns around and says, I've done this exact specific thing for this specific company. And there's a reason for it, but there should be a way for you to showcase your work And still keep NDAs that you may have signed, and we'll get into that.
1: As I said, there's an interesting thing I do in interviews, which not many contractors do, uh, contractors specifically. Now, if you're Mm. selling yourself to a business, it's different. But as a Mm. contractor, you usually go in under the guise of an interview uh, for a job, for a job placement. That's just the way that the industry works. However, I make sure that I interview the client as well. That's a key thing for me i have to make sure that the client is suitable and they're going to give me the work in the format that i deem is necessary and this is where the ir35 thing comes in as well so much legislation around around my industry it's ridiculous yes
0: it, it gets really really crazy i will also throw out there are going to be things like how do you fire a client
1: and how do you retain a client
0: and how do you retain your clients what's inbound and outbound processes and workflows.
1: Could I ask, right, Till is uh, he's put a little smiley face after this question. What is, is that the... GDPR? If is he trolling us? Next
0: sta- if you read his next statement, he is, again, being a cheeky monkey. Okay. That's, okay, I take mm-hmm. him he's being a cheeky moose because he is from Norway, so therefore he is a moose.
1: Okay. Does GDPR affect Norway?
0: Norway is not inside the european union i don't believe correct me if i'm wrong about this because we okay so it does affect them but um there is a country here that is not affected by it i just can't bloody remember which one it is because it wasn't important to me when i was working through some of the stuff that i had to do for my company but yeah
1: um so yeah we're also going to be looking at things like marketing how to keep yourself abreast how to get new business i mean i need i need some help here to be fair it's i struggle on my side of things to get new business other than going through agencies, other than getting job interviews and going there and then selling myself. I've managed quite successfully, at least for the last five years anyway, to go into a job interview and sell myself rather than going into a job interview and worry about getting the job, if you know what I mean. So I sell myself and I tell them what I can do, what services I provide, and then they explain to me what the project is if they don't have a project and they're just filling a role for a certain amount of time, I'm usually up and out of there because it's not the kind of thing I like That's doing. That's
0: the thing that you like to do. No, yeah. but there's a, there's it's, plenty it's, of contractors who
1: do do like doing that.
0: But see, there, there's there's a give and take. When you're being interviewed, you're interviewing them and I think a lot of people forget that. Even if you're just looking for a job and you're not trying to do contracting or self-employment or freelancing or anything else like that. Don't forget, when you go to do an interview, you have the right to interview the company as well. Hmm. So... Um, But yes, we'll also look at what happens if you're working on a project and you need to bring in a subcontractor. Well, what is subcontractor? What is this stuff? How do you make this work? How do you handle the actual responsibilities, the deliverables, uh, the legals? Like there's a whole section behind subcontracting alone.
1: Yeah, and again, some clients don't actually, and some contracts don't actually allow you to subcontract. A lot of my clients will not allow it and I've even had a a old client come back to me very recently asking if I can uh, manage a project for them previously I just got involved in a project did some work for them development work and deployed it and I I did everything but I still just did the development side of things Um, now they've come back to me and said well can you actually come in and can you get your resources and, and can you speak to your um your network and get some additional resource for us and get people in to help with the project and manage it, which is kind of a managed service. It's not just a um it's not just like you to
0: be HR
1: well no 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 they're asking me to manage the technical projects and get the resources for it so hr i am they
0: said tap your resources that to me means you should be in hr and out there trying to sell yourself it's, everybody it's to officially termed as a dead.
1: it's officially termed as a managed services company uh when you're doing that kind of thing which is kind of what you do Josie. kind of but you're not under the msc legislation um, anyway, so um, they've they've come back to me and, and done this, but the problem is, is the agent that I went through, and I even, I asked them when I first went for the first contract, uh, if they could remove the subcontracting restriction from the, no, no, we can't do that. You're not allowed to subcontract. So the official line is you cannot subcontract. So I've went back to them and I've said to them, well, if you want them, you, the agency needs to change it. Your legal department need to agree on it. This is a big Global organization, you know tiny little project but massive global company with lots and lots of arms and lots of so it's kind of What do we do about this? You know more legal more legal stuff
0: (laughs) more legal stuff? Yes and of course we'll talk about the nitty-gritty about clients themselves and This is basically everything we've just been saying but we're actually gonna uh, throw in a little bit of marketing a little bit of advice and tips and tricks and questions and frustrations and things involving marketing. Speaking of, you solved the change to LinkedIn today. My yeah. brain is just like, what? I don't really want to log you know, in. I
1: logged, I logged on. T- I, I, I can't have been logged in to LinkedIn. I, must t- I can't have logged in since I lo- formatted my computer a few weeks ago. And anyway, it went on. The first page was like a mobile, uh, it looked like a mobile website with a search bar across the top and a little search icon. And it just looked like it had been hacked. It was that was it. There was nothing else on the page. It was white everywhere else. Um and I I clicked the X on the top, made sure the link wasn't going to take me anywhere else, but clicked the link, the the X on the top, and then it showed this brand new LinkedIn front page. And I was like, What's going on It I must have been logged onto the mobile site. It must have been a bug with it or something. But then again, I do have it in portrait view, not quite full screen, so Still shouldn't have detected well, but again, it as mobile. that
0: And the media queries and the things that you... Yeah, but that's, yeah. A, that's a whole other topic type of a thing. Uh, we'll also be discussing things like your working patterns and your workflow.
1: Yeah, working long hours, going overtime, doing, you know, should we be charging for the hours or should we be charging for our time or our expertise or as a project or fixed price work or does it
0: even discuss how to charge and price yourself
1: yeah Uh, and again this is
0: it's a hard topic all
1: of this is so subjective and i actually get i Mm -hmm. weirdly i actually really like this side of my job i like the self-employedness you know, I like that side of things. I'd hope
0: so. Well,
1: it, it's not just—I mean, I'm a developer, and I enjoy developing, you know. And I do—I do all kinds of things, but right. I enjoy the business side of things. You know, I—I I like building a business, and it's not everyone's cup of tea. And I am a personally—I believe that you shouldn't contract if you don't at least appreciate that you have to do a little bit of business, you know, you have to treat mm. your clients like clients, not as, um, not as your boss, you know, even though your client is your oh. boss, oh. There,
0: there, there's, a, there's a whole thing about the actual relationships and the sort of communication and uh, how friendly one can be versus not be kind of a deal. And we're now adding more fantastic things to this. Um, but yes, other things that we'll be digging into are freelancing tools. Everything from how to do remote work to how to handle issue management to uh, just helping your workflow and your accounting tools work freely. Like any tool at all, if it's used, We'll be going into it,
1: and how much is too much as well as a, as oh my God, as an individual. Yes. I mean, I can go crazy with my automation. I I worked with so many tools over the years. Um, I've I've worked with entire ALM <laughs> systems, application lifecycle management systems that you know, like TFS that have got boards, issue boards. They've got uh, source control built into them. They've got release management systems. They've got CI/CD pipelines. All of that built into one big system. Is that too much for what you're working with? Is it appropriate? I don't work with a single ALM tool. I The last three clients I've worked for, I've worked with GitLab, GitHub, uh, Bitbucket, Internal Bitbucket, SVN, um, Jenkins, TeamCity. Oh, Jenkins. Um... TFS, uh, Visual, or what do they call it now? Azure DevOps, which is Visual Studio Online, Team Services Online, or whatever, Microsoft's yes. offering. Um,
0: the point is, tools, there are so many of them. It's yeah. insane. But it's, and, you know, how like, far do we go with I just go got introduced to Kanban Flow. Like, I know Kanban, I get it, but I got introduced to this app, like, Kanban Flow, and I'm like... Okay, so that's yet another tool to add to my arsenal. But it can get overwhelming. And sometimes, especially if you are coming in as a freelancer or contractor, mm-hmm. you get no say. And oh,
1: yeah. yes sometimes,
0: and no. sometimes you get no
1: say. you got to just ignore it all.
0: Okay, we'll get into that in, (laughs) oh, this is going to be a fun series. Oh my goodness. Holy cow. But yes, we will look at everything from payments, how to collect them, how to issue them. How to make sure you get paid. Yeah, to make certain you get paid. Hello, I am a Nigerian princess. I have a fantastic amount of money saved aside. Please send Western Union. I mean, goodness I'll gracious. Go
1: for a few of them. Why not? Millions? A few million guacamoles or whatever, whatever they send.
0: We're not doing 419 scams here. <laughs> I, I do not approve of this. And yes, that is the actual technical term for those types of scams. They're 419s. Um, and then, of course, we'll look at time management in its own right. Now, here's the thing, Chris. You and I are sitting here chatting, and I am almost biting at the bit wanting to respond to some of these fantastic questions that are coming in about things.
1: But you know what? We're nearly at the end of the show. I know. And that's good because I didn't I didn't think we would get through that entire list at a high level because I know how bad we are at, at, at going off on one. But <laughs> yes. We can and the now. Thing is I we can tell we
0: will add more as we think of it, because all it takes is something happening for one of us to just be like, "That needs to be on the list." Pound, pound, pound. You know.
1: So there was something Ethricol mentioned earlier. So let's just respond to a few of the questions. Ethricol mentioned right at the beginning. Um, let me read it out exactly. So this was about the question to do with um, uh, education, whether or not you should have a qualification to back up your claim. And he said that what about somebody who's only been in the IT field for two to four years and wants to go freelancing? Would a qualification help them? These days, absolutely yes. Now, we had someone on a few weeks ago. The show was a little bit scattered. It wasn't particularly focused, but it was It was actually, actually some good points that were raised because he was quite young. Um, and we. he said that he's really struggling to get into the IT world these days. He's at university and he's trying to get in he is going to have a qualification but he's still going to struggle to get a job there's so many jobs out there for someone like me who's got 22 years experience or something doing what I've done I can literally turn up to any job and if I really wanted to I could blag my way into it as I said I don't blag my way I tell them exactly what I can and can't do and I they usually give me a job that's appropriate most of the time when I go for a a developer role i usually end up with a lead developer or a senior developer or a team leader or a uh, or a solution architect role you know it just right. it, it entirely depends on what they have in line and that is how i market myself i get in there first but when you're young and you don't have any experience whatsoever you don't have that ability you can well, see, lie, but they're going to know that you're lying about see, it. See,
0: this is the thing. There is a, a whole other side to the interview technique that I think is being neglected here. If you are like someone who has, say, two to four years and you really want to do something freelance, first off, there is nothing stopping you from making a hobby to start, okay? Mm. Prove to yourself in a proof of concept that you can put the time, the dedication in to do whatever it is, start to finish your con- your particular thing that you want to go into then have that as a part of your portfolio in your interview process explain your reasoning show your thought processes there's a reason why a lot of universities force people to actually develop an application as part of their capstones or part of their thesis or things like that
1: and then... they force people to do extracurricular activity not just exactly. not just a a project something different.
0: IEEE ACM right here. But, you know, it's also the um, other side of the coin is sometimes, even if you have all the qualifications under your belt and all the experience under your belt, you still have to do a tech test.
1: Yeah, again, sometimes depending on the company, of most the of the time. Yeah, most of the time they want you to do some kind of technical test. And if you can't do it, and a lot of people can't do it, even experienced people can't do the tech tests sorry, you're probably not going to get the job because there'll be somebody who can.
0: Well, see, I, I I have a fantastic set of circumstances and stories about a tech test and how an individual can shine in a tech test by showing a certain part of their personality. And I'll save that for the show when we mm. talk about that. But in all honesty, there are so many ways to be tested for your skill set. It's how, when I'm talking to somebody, if they go into a particular topic, I don't know why this is, but I seem to get run across people on occasion who feel this need to, uh, pour onto my shoulders, the fact that they have knowledge about a specific subject and I will let them talk and dig a hole because it is obvious they only know how to answer questions on a test. They're a proper paper warrior. And then when they're finished, I will throw a curveball at them. And I'll say, well, well, what about this, though? Because in this particular scenario, there's been actual proven things with this. And how does this work? And it's not that I'm trying to prove them wrong. It's I want them to see that they might want to look deeper. I know some people who paid fortunes and all they did was get MCSE after certification, after CISSP. And if you ask them to sit down and actually do a part of the work, they have no experience. This is why projects, self-projects and herpes are so important. Because yeah. even if you're just starting out,
1: well, you
0: have something to show.
1: See, see projects can only, self-starting projects can only get you so far. Now there is a brilliant open source community out there if you specifically want to get into development. Yes. But when it comes to things like, I mean, as a freelancer, it really does depend on what kind of jobs you're taking. Mm. I mean, I couldn't take this a solution architect role uh, in a in a multi-global con, con, con company you know that, that that's that expects a certain level of expertise and knowledge before you know i i couldn't answer i couldn't get involved with the phone calls that i have to do every day with with these big players in the world because i just wouldn't have the knowledge to back up the conversations i need to have in order to get to the mm-hmm. solution but if you're coming in as a freelancer with two of two to four years i would i mean i would always say just keep just keep digging away at the smaller jobs It's simple as that you know you can't you, you you're never going to be able to get the big jobs the big paying jobs until you've got the experience for it and it doesn't matter how good you are and how many qualifications you've got
0: there's also the whole concept behind um especially here in the United kingdom uh there is a thing of uh so we've had this job on our books for the past six months. We can't find anyone internally to fill it. We can't find anyone externally to fill it, and um, we're going to bring a contractor in to do it instead. Which is why we're turning to you. Uh, the downside: this is only six months, and you have to go to Abu Dhabi. or Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Abu
1: Dhabi.
0: Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi. Uh, apparently I'm turning it French, uh, but you have to go there for six months, literally pick up, move, we'll relocate you. You have to be there physically for six months. And jobs like that come up because people don't want to do the travel or the moving. And it could be something as simple as we need you to sit there and rewrite our documentation for the help support desk. There are yep. some really strange things out there. And all it takes is just a little bit of persistence, a little bit of time, and knowing what you will and will not do needs to go on our list. That
1: is on our list. Saying okay. no, saying no to clients. And it is ah, a very important that's, part that's of our...
0: That's different. You can say no to clients all you want, but if you don't know what your specific limits are, like, for example, I am happy to do an eight-month contract if I am on UK soil. Mm-hmm. If you want me to leave UK soil, minimum one-year contract.
1: Um, I... What my I I only learned I my limits. Sorry, speechless. I was just I was responding to Tultepe in uh, in chat. Um, he just said you can say no, and I said he can't say no. He's probably a permanent employee, I imagine, so he can't say no. He can suggest other things to do, maybe, but maybe not say wink, no. Wink,
0: nudge, <laughs> nudge, say no more. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, um, I learned the hardware. I I know now. That I do not like working away from home. I've done a few contracts abroad. Um, I've done a few contracts just down south. I've done a few contracts in the Midlands. I can tell you that the Midlands is worse than any of the places that I've been in terms of (laughs) mental health. It's what an awful place to to work. But um, I'm sure that's not the case for everywhere, but where I worked, it wasn't Mm. a particularly nice place. But I do not like being away from my home life. It's simple as that. So I look specifically, and I limit everything like my rate, uh, the work that I can and can't do, the type of contracts that I take on, the type of projects that I, I take on, and the type of people and clients that I'll work with because I limit myself to normally to remote work and going on site maybe for a week at the beginning of the contract and then moving to every now and again i mean luckily a lot of my clients understand that i'm miles away they don't need me in the office i'm doing the work i'm delivering mm-hmm. what they want me to do the world to has
0: opened up to allow especially those in the it industry some interesting potentials in the freelance world it's it's amazing it's
1: still got a long way to go in terms of remote work though real long way yes. this is a I, lot of the work that i i could do remotely people still will not let you do it remotely because they don't believe that you can be a member of a team or part of a uh or be a team player when you're working remotely
0: and it's interesting you say that because every single one of my clients is remote yes and it's And it's a different thing in my particularity because in the stuff than the people and the clients and things that I work with, me being in their face would actually be more damaging than me being at a distance. It's not a matter of teamwork anymore. It's a completely different philosophy. And yet, you know, there are going to be people... And it can be it can be as simple as you just got that HR person on the wrong day, and they got to be in their bonnet. They just came back from some HR seminar where they have learned this new thing, and they're going to prove to everybody that the HR seminar was worth paying for that trip to Florida in the middle of summer and the cruise that they took. What like you're going to get those situations, and these are things we'll be discussing. Mm. Absolutely,
1: I think it's time for an RTFM.
0: Oh, hey, I agree. And I think it's Josie's turn. Oh, oh, I'll I'll definitely go first. But I want to comment on El Gordino, who says, in my humble opinion, remote teams work well, all the team is, uh, work well when all the team is remote. When it's a hybrid on-site remote, it's hard work. And I actually, I can see that. I would agree with that.
1: I I would agree with that. It's even more difficult when you are an external contractor that is entirely independent doing completely siloed work, and this is my current one of my current yeah. contracts, completely independent, and you just get ignored because everybody else is on site and everybody else is working on project work, whereas I'm looking at future work and I'm putting designs together for potential work that the people who are currently working on projects will be doing in the future. They couldn't care less about that because their remit right now is do the do this work because this is where the money's coming from. It's not their fault. It's but you just kind of get forgotten about a lot of the time. Mm. But is that my fault for not being more receptive to being on site?
0: Uh, this is a big discussion, and this is what the you, a small preview of what you can expect from the series of version eleven point
1: Don't expect answers.
0: Not true. <laughs> not true. Um, but yes, RTFM. I RTFM is in the moment in the show where we get a chance to rant, rave, throw chairs. In my particular case, I'm playing with space putty. Um, for those of you who are not watching and listening to us on our podcast, I went to the Science Museum a few years ago and I got space putty. And I'm just sitting here digging into it because I have a, a certain level of frustration with this story hmm
1: oh have do you watch taskmaster
0: no oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a show
1: on that. Dave, the TV show on uh, last night last night channel <laughs> um, the yeah yeah um last night one of the contestants created um, jaw door it just looks just exactly like that
0: oh this Doesn't is like... science putty. Uh, for those who are interested in science putty, but anyway my story um so here's the deal um, I have uh, a client um, that I am subcontracted to do some work for, and um, (laughs) one of these clients I think suffers from a case of passive aggressivity, Mm -hmm. or the inability to say what is actually on their mind, or once they have said what is on their mind, being absolutely and utterly unrealistic and unreasonable about modifying or changing who they how they see things it's almost like as soon as they've said it it is now stone um and i'm cool with it because i don't have to do direct facing things i i only have to do some side stuff and i've had a feeling lately that they're looking at trying to migrate away from the particular client that i am subcontracted to to do their to leave the company to do their own thing find their own thing or whatever because they've not been very responsive to some of their emails and stuff. But this past week, I received a security alert. Now, <laughs> fans of this show should know I'm a bit of a bitch when it comes to security. But the security alert <laughs> was for the installation of a GoDaddy platform <sighs> plugin on a site that I host and run. And it was done with the admin account I did not want to create many moons ago. So I got a security notification that something had happened. I went and I checked and I saw what had happened and I immediately saw red. So I do what I am supposed to do. I contact them and go, this is a security alert. Did you set this up or not? Because if you did not, I need to implement a full lockdown. If you did set this up, please tell me that this is an approved change.
1: No response
0: silence for a half hour until i I contacted um you know the the person who i contract or subcontract through and uh they reached out to them by text right as an email came in from them they're like this is the best part it's like oh um that was my account but it wasn't me who did it
1: sharing admin passwords oh
0: i am working with this other agency for something i'm including them in this email can you please advise the person gets back to me. Oh, we were just testing something to see if it would work. On a fucking prod? Fuck. Sharing passwords? The fuck? Who's that? Who's that?
1: Who's, that? Who's, that? Who's that? Too, much, to, too oh, much like hard work to them. ask you for a second yeah. secondary account to log in. Did, did they have a test instance they could have done it on?
0: Yes.
1: Okay. Right.
0: All I am going to say is they are this close to being fired by me.
1: Ooh. oh, that bad, eh? Yep. Well.
0: <sighs> I feel better having released that into the to the negative space of the world. I will breathe in darkness let out light breathe in darkness
1: I my RTFM I do have an RTFM I have whinged I think a few times on the podcast and definitely in our discord channel um, about my shared hosting provider I've oh. been slowly migrating things off my shared host- hosting provider for a number of weeks because I mm-hmm. just don't have it in me to do it all at once. There's so many little things you need to do to migrate websites and email and DNS oh and everything God. else. So yes. anyway, I've, I've done it. All my DNS is now transferred to another provider, so I'm quite happy with that. I've still got IPs pointing to the shared hosting provider. Um, all of my websites except the two... Websites that need um, IIS—that's uh, Internet Information Services, which is a Microsoft web server—they need that it's to like run. I got
0: your nginx for those of you who are curious.
1: So all of my other ones have been moved onto nginx within Docker containers on my uh, virtual virtual host. Um, which is wonderful. Absolutely, absolutely love this setup. This new setup I've got going, um, and also email has been migrated to. I've, I've used I've used Office three six five for my main business email, which I cannot sing the praises of enough. As much as I am trying to avoid the big players in the world these days, like Microsoft and Google, because yeah. of, because of data um, privacy things like that, I'm 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 not a tin foil hat guy, but I'm getting a little bit paranoid about the amount of uh, tracking and and data uh in, intrusions and breaches and things like that that are going on
0: especially now that google's going to be preventing extensions that do full ad blocking
1: yeah oh
0: on chrome i put for those of you who are curious about this i put a link in our discord well go to our discord
1: i moved yes. i've moved from chrome um anyway i've, I've moved away mm-hmm. from chrome i'm moved on to firefox now which i, I, bit, I don't, don't like to be fair i'm not a big fan i much prefer chrome but i'm, I'm have you looked at it. opera I have but anyway different topic Any, um, okay so um, I know anyway, I've moved everything so we've now got our DNI email is on Google mail uh, my main one my main emails on, on office uh, 365 and I've mm-hmm. got my other domains that I only had forwarding addresses anyway just set up an office 365 as additional domains all of that set up great wonderful got an email today I'm going on holiday next week by the way um, and I got an email today from my hosting provider saying, we're migrating your server next week. Here's the new IP address, right? I haven't got a date yet. They've got a date for some of the servers, but not this this existing server. But And and I don't know if next week I'm going to have a week of downtime for these two websites. Only one of them's in, uh, really important. The other one is for my old uh, um, uh, old game studio, which is dormant at the moment. The other one's for my main business. So I'm... You know, I don't get too many inquiries, but I might get an inquiry while I'm away. And that's the point, isn't it? So I'm, it's just that the amount of, in, I mean, this is why I'm trying to move away from shared hosting providers because they just don't give you enough info. You don't pay a lot of money for it. And that's reflected in the service that you get from them and the migration. And this is the same with GoDaddy, uh, FreeServe, I, or whatever, one-on-one or whatever they call them. Anybody who does anything like this, you pay a minimal price. You get tons of stuff built into it. You get a certain amount of flexibility. But after that flexibility ends, the support is usually quite limited. So I'm currently have no idea if my websites are going to be up next week. So that's my RTFM. I'm not quite as annoyed as Joseph is, but... (laughs)
0: Who <laughs> saw? Who saw? Yeah. yeah. The, it, and by the way, I I got a little nudge from uh one of our viewers. I, I, I do believe um oops uh that it says to be announced for our YouTube channel on our stream below your name. It does. And I, I, I wanna remind people we can remove that TBA. Uh, When you guys go and subscribe, as soon as we have enough to get a actual domain that isn't some random hash that needs to be sort of convolutedly migrated. And yes, we can use things like, you know, bitly and stuff to make things short, but we don't want to. We want to have a gosh darn URL for our YouTube. Go follow us and subscribe on YouTube and then you can forget about us. But <laughs> we'll get that all fixed and so- Oh, 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 oh! The clicking, the clicking. Thank you, Chris.
1: Sorry, mechanical keyboard. <laughs> yes, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is youtube.com/channel/ucv. Oh no no, 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 no,
0: no! See,
1: that's why we don't have. Uh, that's why we need people to subscribe so we can change that to forward slash dni stream.
0: Yes and now we're at the end of our show massive massive holy cow I just like brain dead thank you from me because i have had a long day but and vena tultepe uh Ethricol, gordino aussie Faraday, i know you're around there somewhere you're like hiding a little thing you and all the stuff that goes with it um but yes a massive thank you to all of us for joining in if you have questions you have that we haven't answered and they involve development, they involve freelancing. You know, there's a fantastic way you can get those questions to us so we can actually incorporate them in our show notes and actually include them without feeling guilty. And that's go to www.dnistream.live and you can find links to all of our past podcasts. You can find links to our Discord channel. Come in, listen to us rant and rave. It can be a fantastic amount of fun. Also, you can find links to our YouTube channel there, so you don't have to worry about strange hashes. And you can do what, Chris?
1: Uh, well, you've just taken my bit, so it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't I, matter I, what I've got I, to say, does it? I paused. You can just go. <laughs> like, um, no, learn but however, to adapt. we we uh, because we did some because I did some migrations this week. The website wasn't up. Well the contact form wasn't working for a few days but it is now working so please in fact if anybody in the chat right now could go onto our website and just drop us a quick little message just to test that it's coming from external mm. sources because we've tested it from a few emails it seems to be working fine we're getting the forward and we've changed the email and the hosting this week and the smtp server and everything else so, API, blah, 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 blah. yeah it's it's all working now but if if somebody could just go on the website and just send us a send us a message that would be brilliant <clears throat> Um, and yeah. you can get the source code for our website as well, which has had some commits this week with uh, with all these new SMTP changes. We now have SSL enabled SMTP sending um, v- directly via the website rather than via a proxy docker container which was it was using before um so i've ripped all the complicated stuff out and replaced it with some uh, some other code uh, go to github.com forward slash documentation not included and uh, you can also submit issues they will now pop up in our discord channel as well we set that up this week um,
0: webhooks are so sexy yeah
1: we're, we're getting everything sorted slowly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll get there someday but right. yes we all hope all to see you next week possibly it's up in the air as to what's going to happen next week. Patrick is flying over the Atlantic, I think, right now. And I may not be able to make the show. Chris is on vacation.
1: Holiday. Don't do vacation. I don't even Same know what Same
0: difference. One's American. One's British. One's posh. One's not. <laughs> I one's said vacation's
1: you... hot, posh. Vacation's the posh word, to say it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah.
0: enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no idea. Um but yes. Uh whew. we hope to see you guys when we next stream. If you follow us on our Twitter and everything else that goes with it, you'll get a good idea as to when our next show will be whether we're going to do a rerun next week or whether we're going to actually have a bit of a show or we might not do anything at all. I don't know. If you do However, do a show,
1: it will be the first one without me. The first it one will. ever.
0: I think that's why I'm a little hesitant to, to to actually, like, do a show because you are the only member of our team who has been 100% consistently here since we started D&I. I've been sick. I've taken vacation. Like, I am the oddball. So to me, you are, like the
1: rock the
0: foundation upon which our stream is this is
1: i don't feel guilty by the way if you're trying to make me feel guilty i don't i don't don't actually what i'm trying
0: to do is tell you how awesome you are and how much i appreciate you but the fact that you have taken that to imply some form of manipulation (laughs) on my part of all people thanks
1: i'm only joking josie
0: uh, I love Christmas. Oh, I have so much fun doing these with you. I, I anyway. Yes, we'll hope to see you guys soon. Chat with you all. Such big love to absolutely every one of you. And we'll see you all very soon. See you later, people. Bye-bye. Bye
1: bye. Bye.